Hello everyone, welcome back to the fourth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host Otis and I am joined today by my beautiful wife Katie. Hi. And we are reviewing the 2013 American supernatural horror film Evil Dead. Didn't you already do that? No, we're doing a new it's one. It's different. <laughs> it's back in pog form. The most terrifying film you'll ever experience. Eh, it's still good. Hit that music. The squad is working in the lab late one night when their eyes beheld an eerie sight. For the horror movie list began to grow in size and suddenly, to their surprise, watched them all. Hey, happy spookies, everyone. We are back, like we said before. This is episode five. We're almost a weekend, Katie. Mm-hmm. I love it. It makes me happy. So when I was showing Katie The Evil Dead, it's one of my favorite series of all time. When I was a wee little one, th- th- that was the type of horror I was watching. That mix of comedy and just gore and stuff. That was my, my jam. And that's why it will always have a special place in my heart. But I realized that I never showed Katie the remake, reboot, continuation that they made in 2013. And the there's a newer one actually on its way out now. Uh, Evil Dead Rise, I believe is the name of it. And it's going to be in a well, high-rise building. And people find the book and they read it. You know, that old chestnut. But I never showed her the newer one. And... I'm very happy we we went over this one because it brings back Fetty Alvarez, so the director. We also did another one of his movies, Don't Breathe. And it brings back Jane Levy. She was in Don't Breathe also. And she was in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Yeah. So it, it makes me laugh. It makes me smile, honestly, when Sam Raimi... Finds people that he likes, and he puts them in charge of things, and it's like, I like what you're doing. And Jane Levy seems to enjoy horror or thrillers like this, and it's like, I like what you're doing. Run that shit back. So, this one, and obviously if you hear how I said it, there's no Bruce Campbell in this one. So, when the idea of continuing the story of Evil Dead came up, Bruce Campbell was very much, even in 2013, was... I'm I'm old, y'all. <laughs> I can't keep doing all these stunts and falling and all that stuff. He's like, I'm tired. And so instead of doing this movie, they had him do the TV show. And that happened for a couple of seasons. And then he was officially like, I'm done being Ash. Ashley J. Williams. Ashley Joanna Williams. I'm done being Ash. And everyone got sad. But they made a... It's hard to say that it's a remake because it's not technically. And it's... I guess, what, a, re- a reboot, in a way? Kind of. It's still in the same world as Ash. Ash has dealt with these things in the cabin, even though that cabin should have been destroyed, but maybe the evil brought it back together. I don't know. But It's more similar to a remake than it is a reboot, though. Yeah. It's... Because if you follow the Ash version of it, that book is nowhere near that cabin. That cabin's nowhere near existence anymore. Like... He went to the Middle Ages, and then, yeah. <laughs> like, now he is in a show, and, like, 
because that show is also a continuation of what happened in the movies. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's really difficult to call this a soft reboot. It's more a remake of the original with just a completely new cast. Especially since he's not in it, because... Until the end, but yes. He does pop up for a second. But, uh, yeah, if you don't know anything about Evil Dead, you should check out the second one, if anything. Because technically the second one was a re- reboot reboot of the first one. Because they were like, damn. People really liked it. Let's put some money behind it and make the first one better than it was. Yeah, that w- those were the, almost the exact words that the producers told Sam Raimi. Wow, that first one did really good. Run that shit back. Here's some more money so you can make it look better. He's like, the same story? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's not all the way to the same. It's a lot funnier and chainsaw hands and sawing off shotguns. He he made it the way he wanted. probably wanted to make the first one, honestly. But it's the story of Ash, a, a an idiot, but a strong-willed, determined person that wants to make it through the night and... If it's not him, it's a recording, or someone dumb in the group reads from the Book of the Dead, and it makes, they call them deadites, but it makes demons come back, and people get possessed, and uh, molested by trees out in the wild, or ripped in half by same trees, and it's just the, the tales of Ash trying to stay alive from his own body, him getting possessed, and just everyone else in the world trying to kill him. And so just with this one... Like we said, this is a reboot, so it's a new group of kids in the same cabin. The same steps happen. Someone reads from the book like an idiot. <laughs> we'll talk about that person later. And everyone, people get possessed. It's a one-by-one situation. That's how the demons work. And it's very much the, if you got the willpower, you make it pretty far in the movie. But at some point, you're probably going to get possessed. That's just how it works in this world. So I thought it was pretty funny that Fetty Alvarez and Sam Raimi, they were expecting this movie to be NC-17, and they were going to be fine with that rating. The original one was NC-17. Oh, wow. And so they were absolutely fine with it. They, they didn't they didn't give a shit. But the people in charge that were financing it, they were like, no, make it, make it R so we can put the movie out. Like, you know, NC-17 is going to be hard to get people to come in for it, but rated R is better. When I hear NC-17 in a movie, it makes me think that it's probably pornographic in some way. Or it's just really super graphic, and I probably shouldn't bring a lot of people to it. It's probably going to be a mess, honestly. So, yeah, they they took out a couple of things, and they made the movie rated R. Uh, it had its world premiere at South by Southwest, the film festival, in 2013. A lot of fans, they were a bit nervous about it because Bruce Campbell wasn't in it and he was an executive producer so people were a little a little scared that it wasn't gonna be the same thing and I get that like if you watch a show for forever and they're like we're gonna do a reboot and they're like don't fuck it up please but it, all everybody was happy with it the critics weren't that big on it because I mean but they weren't big on the first one it was the fans that really liked it I want to say Ebert didn't I'm like, sure he gave it a zero thumbs. Yeah, like, he didn't like the first one, but Evil Dead 2, he was like, this is great, it's funny. He's like, I love oh, the... It, that was an improvement between 1 and 2. Yeah. They, so, did, they, they definitely beefed up the comedy. Yeah, but this one's not funny at all. <laughs> it's, it's legit just like people fighting for their lives and getting murdered and stuff. So, uh, Katie, what did you think about 
Evil Dead. Uh, two thumbs up. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a good remake, kind of, of the older one. Um, some of the characters are more likable in this one than I think the old versions are. Um, and it's just, I think it's really just comes down to when the movie came out. They're more relatable because it is a newer story. Absolutely. Uh, like the characters are dealing with very, I don't know, relatable things to current times. It's not just like, oh yeah, it's 1978 and you know, my fucking $3 tuition at my college is so expensive. (laughs) I needed to take a break. I need more quarters. I need more quarter. Yeah. I had to go spend some time at this cabin. Like, I don't know. The, the premise I think of the first one and the reason that the people were at the cabin was like, we're just going to pound town. That was like the whole point. Like, which is very common for a lot of horror movies. Um, but this one kind of flips it on its head and they go to this cabin for a legitimate reason and it's really like i really really liked the way that they switched it and it wasn't just like yeah this is spring break like we're just gonna fuck and party and like do all these fun things in this cabin i was like no we're doing we're here for a fucking reason there's a serious thing within our group that needs to be taken care of and i really really liked that and it added a lot of depth to all of the characters involved um not just the main character um jane levy yeah like it was really really good what about you this movie makes me smile um i get into different feels about evil dead i watched the first one and it's an old school movie trying to be terrifying and i bet back in the day that was probably terrifying as fuck for people but evil dead 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time katie has seen me when I'll I'll edit episodes of this podcast, Cable walk in and I'll be watching Evil Dead too. And she probably knows at least half of that movie now. I've watched it five billion times in front of her. I quote it all the time. When we were getting ready for this episode, I was like, "Hey, I'll swallow you, I'll swallow you, I'll swallow you, I'll It's it's great. So after seeing Army of Darkness and watching the show, I was wanting more and. They said we're coming out with Evil Dead, and it's going to be a continuation or whatever it is. And I'm pretty open to newer adaptations on things and ideas to an extent. You know, I don't want something like, my name's Ush, and he's just, you know, hardcore hero, and there's nothing else to it. I, I don't want that. You know, I want people that are a little fallible and stuff. But the characters in this movie were great, and just like Katie said, the reason they come there. It was a really cool reason, and it added to the whole, we don't really believe you right now. And she's like, there are demons in the woods. We don't believe you, crazy person. So, but I loved it. The action was great. No one no one there was an awesome, like, fighter or swordsman or anything like that. It was just kids trying to stay alive, and the demons were out there fucking them up. I absolutely love this movie, so... It's, I always tell people, like, oh, you gotta watch this movie, it's good, and when I turned it on for Katie, I was like, man, I hope she likes it, because I adore this movie, so I was happy that she dug it, because it did great spoilers, but they're continuing the story, because they they see there's something there, I just, I just hope we get more Mia, and we get more Ash, I, I just want the heroes of these stories to pop back up 
That's what I want, and I want them all to team up. Because, if you didn't know, Ash had a very awesome life in comic book form. So, when they made Freddy vs. Jason, they were actually going to make it Freddy vs. Jason versus Ash. That's an unfair fight. Yeah. And then... For Ash. Yeah. Because, like... <laughs> Freddy can just, like, haunt your dreams, and Jason can pull you, like, in his imaginary dream lake or whatever the fuck. Like, there was some weird-ass shit that happened in that Freddy vs. Jason movie, and Ash wouldn't have stood a chance. So it's funny. He's just a regular dude with a chainsaw hand. So what happens is Freddy finds the Book of the Dead, reads from it, and brings Jason back. So he's, like, half dead-eyed, half zombie, whatever the fuck he is. Zombie Jason, yeah. And so they're fighting Jason when they're awake. When they're asleep, they're fighting Freddy. So Ash gets help from all the heroes from the Freddy movies and the Jason movies. So it's like this coalition of survivors, and they all team up to take out everybody. And it was a really cool story. I need to get the comics, but it's so rare now. It's like expensive as balls. But one day I will have a collection of Ash vs. Evil Dead, Ash versus Freddy and Jason and stuff. But the comics are great, and... There was one where it was kind of like into the Evil Dead verse, and he meets a female version of him, and she is awesome. And he's like, damn, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so he's like the dumb one in the multiverse, but I love this world. So we'll get through this story and, you know, check it out. So we watched Evil Dead for, um, we put our pirate hats on and watched Evil Dead, but you can check it out on Pluto for free. And it's on any other app like that. I actually think we didn't pirate it. I think we have the DVD. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we have the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I love this movie, so I, I sure did have. Just used to pirating things. <laughs> yeah, I, I put the pirate hat on a lot because I'm, I'm not trying to pay. I'm not trying to pay for stuff. <laughs> so we'll get through this story, and we'll get to the end. And we'll talk about the alternate ending. So Ooh. the anniversary of this movie popped up. And the director was like, hey, do y'all want to hear about the real ending I wanted to do? They're like, yes. (laughs) He's like, okay, well, come back in a week. And he wrote down and had drawings and stuff of what he wanted to do with Mia. So this movie, it opens in 2008. And there's a girl running through the woods. And she gets caught by these two, like, I don't know, podunk hillbilly people. So you're like, oh, no, girl got grabbed. I feel bad. They... Tie her up in a cellar of a cabin. You know what cabin it is. And an old woman is reading from a strange old book. And this man's talking to the girl. And she's like, Dad, please, what are you doing? Let me free. Let me free. And then he's like, he's like, baby, I'm sorry, but we got to take care of this. And her voice changes. And she's like, I'm going to eat your soul. And she starts yelling at him. And he pours gasoline over her head. And lights her on fire. Yeah. This movie started out like zero to a hundred real quick. Okay. Like as far as the rest of the movie goes, this beginning part didn't really make a lick of sense. And when it started, I was like, did we put in the right disc? Because it <laughs> didn't feel right. It Like this opening scene is very out of place. Yeah. It just got started. Yeah. Uh, but... I don't know, maybe they'll explain more of what happened at the beginning of that in the second movie? I don't know. From what I got from it is just people have been fucking with that book for forever and getting possessed in that neighborhood. But it keeps ending up at that same cabin. 
Well, it's in, fucking weird. Even well, in this book later, they find out spoilers that you can't destroy the book. So it's more of a all we can do is hide it because you can't get rid of it. Yeah. So people just keep finding it, and they're like, "Oh, let me read these words in the book." It's, it's like, like Jumanji. Yeah. Or just cabin in the woods. Throw that shit in the river. Yeah. Honestly, I throw I'd the put board. It in a, throw the board game in the river, and then it washes up on the shores of like India. Yeah. Put in a bag <laughs> with rocks and just put it at the bottom of. And I, then I, somehow I it mutates ocean. into a video game. It sure fucking did. It got desperate. That Jumanji game was like, nah, people aren't playing board games anymore. <laughs> yeah, board <laughs> games are way. whack. Let's do a video game. It's actually pretty smart. Yeah. And monstrous, actually. I mean, that game was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> or that movie was fantastic. So, as the girl's on fire, she's yelling and laughing. And she tells the dad, like, yeah, mom's burning in hell. And I'm gonna kill you, too. And he's like, I'm sorry, baby. And pulls out a double barrel shotgun and blows her away. And I was like, damn, this is the beginning of the movie. I was like, oh, shit. So even then, we learn that the best way to deal with monsters or demons, fire and separating their body <laughs> from the rest of their body in shotguns. So that's, that's why Ash uses the weapons he does, because it takes care of shit. So a few years later, apparently in 2011... We meet up with David and his girlfriend, Natalie, and they arrive at the cabin where her, his sister and Olivia and Eric are there. And they talk to David and they tell David that Mia, you know, she's, she's trying to go cold turkey from, was it cocaine or heroin? I don't remember. Some hard drug. Yeah, it was a super hard drug. She had a heroin she had a little baggie. Mm. And so she's been trying to get over this addiction many times. And she's tried to go cold turkey many times. And they tell David that this time we can't let her just give up. Because she overdosed and was dead for a little bit of time. And it's like, we can't we can't let her get to this again. So David agrees. He's like, okay. Like, you know, she's... She, and they tell, they tell him... She's going to cry. She's going to scream at you to take her away from this. You got to say no. So that just sets the moment. So it's like, oh, whatever she says, no one's going to believe because she's trying to get over her heroin addiction. Which I thought was a great way to tie in demons everywhere and monsters. It's like, Katie's like, oh, I can't trust anything Otis that Otis says for the next like night. And I'm like, Katie, there's a demon outside. And I... Cut head off with the shovel. She's like, okay. She's like, no, seriously, we need to leave. Okay. <laughs> like, oh my god, no one believes me. <laughs> so, Mia, she starts having withdrawal symptoms, and she starts talking about this fucking gross smell in the cabin, and no one else can smell it. She's like, how do y'all not smell it? It's so gross. And then, David, they're, what, moving, he was moving uh, carpet around and they see this like long strip of like blood like something was dragged out of the basement their cellar out of the house and they're like oh there's a door in the middle of this cabin they open it up and then the smell of rotting hits them in the face and me and katie were like but like that floor is not like sealed or anything you should have been able to smell it they got some dead ass noses i was like how do you not smell something just rotting so David heads down into the cellar and he sees that it's just filled with like corpses of animals and a weird post that's burnt as fuck. It smells like something was burnt down here. Yeah, a fucking body. 
he finds an old double barrel shotgun and a book. It's the Book of the Dead, y'all. But this one is the Natrum Dimanto? Dimanto. The name changes sometimes because it wasn't just the Book of the Dead in the first one. It had a name, so depending on who's writing it, they kind of changed the name a little bit. But it's, it's the Book of the Dead. Yeah. And so they bring the book up and the shotgun. And David, the next day, starts cleaning out the corpses. And this, like I said, this is, a, this is the part where everything goes stupid. Eric, he is a school teacher. So I guess that just adds to his nosiness. He opens the book and he's going through the pages. Multiple pages tell him, don't read from this book. Burn the book. Get rid of it. Hide it. And he's like, oh, hey, this page, people tried to mark out what was down on the page. But let me put a little piece of paper on it and shave out what the letters actually were. And I'm like, oh my god, they marked it out for a reason. But old Eric, he has to know. Usually, in these stories, it's not just the fact that they're just nosy and they want to know. The spirit, it has some type of power over that area. Even if you don't read anything, it's you can feel it. So, the demon, the monster, the presence, makes Eric read it. It's like, you want to read this? And he's like, I actually want to read this. And so it's like, thank you. Read from the book. And he starts reading it. Mia is chilling, and she actually is walking outside. And he starts reading the, reading the words. And then you see that same view from the woods. Something's running straight toward the cabin, just full speed. And it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. And then she starts seeing people in the woods a bloody girl and mia runs back and she's like we gotta get the fuck out of here and they're like okay mia you know we've prepared for this moment you can't leave and she's like it's not it's not the heroin or whatever i gotta get the fuck out of here i keep seeing people in the woods i'm scared and they're like okay no we're not gonna go anywhere mia sneaks off with eric's keys and hops in his car and starts driving out of there she sees like a bloody girl in the middle of the road and swerves to miss the girl and crashes into this like lake. So she hops out, she's running through the woods and then she gets grabbed by vines. Yep. And the second the vines grab her, I was like, oh no, it's happening again. <laughs> and she gets possessed. The evil bloody vines come out of the demon version of her mouth and goes inside of her. And possesses her body. So David, actually the crew, find Mia outside, bring her back in. And they're like, oh, it's just the symptoms of withdrawal. She's just going crazy and her body's acting a fool. And Mia is sitting in her room. She tells David, we gotta get the fuck out of here. And he's like, what, why? It's like, something is here right now in this room. It's not good. I have to leave. And David's like, you'll, you'll, you'll feel better in the morning. She's like, God damn it. <laughs> no one believes me. <laughs> I feel so bad. She's like, there's something scary here. <laughs> so the next day, uh, shit starts getting crazy. David, their dog, his name is Grandpa. Grandpa the dog. Such an absurd name. He, he got attacked. Something fucked him up really good. I wonder what did it. 
Oh, he finds a bloody hammer in the tool shed or work shed. And then he realizes it was Mia. It was her acting crazy with the withdrawals. And Mia's in the shower. And then the heat in the shower goes up and she burns herself really bad. It's like parts of her skin is splitting. And it's like, God damn. So David sees that her body, her whole body is just scalded and split. So he's like, finally, no, I'm taking her to hospital. I don't care if, you know, she's just trying to get out of this. We'll deal with that later. Oh, no, the bridge is out because a rainstorm washes out the road. So it's not as bad as the original ones where the bridge was just ripped in half. And Ash is just at the edge of the bridge, just screaming in, in sadness. So... They go back to the cabin. They're like, well, when the rain lets up, we'll we'll get out of here. So we just got to make it through the night. Unfortunately, that night, Mia comes out of her room with the shotgun and shoots David in his shoulder. He goes down and she tells everybody that you're all going to die here one by one. And actually use some of the old lines from the first movie that Ash's sister, Cheryl, actually said. And then... Olivia, the friend, well, the nurse, she runs up, and Mia vomits so much red, bloody throw-up in her face, and Eric actually, like, kicks her into the cellar, and so Mia, you see, like, uh, it's like in the Addams Family movies, where Morticia, you can see just this, like, strip of her eyes, it's just that's the one part that's always lit up. So anytime she's in the basement, you can see just her face and not the rest of her body. And she looks bad. And her eyes are all crazy and she's like a, a bloody mouth. So they lock her in the basement. And Eric's like, uh, I'm sorry, y'all. I read stuff from that book. Uh, Mia is possessed. <laughs> just like an asshole would. And this is the point where one by one, everyone gets possessed. And so just like in the old stories... Usually it takes some type of an attack. Usually fluids, a bite, a cut. Usually I've seen people, they get thrown across the room and it's enough for their body to be weak enough to get caught. Usually it takes you getting knocked out. If you get knocked out, you wake up, you're a fucking demon. So. so Olivia, she goes to the restroom to clean herself up and her body just gets possessed in mid-walk. And she goes to the the shower mirror well the mirror in the bathroom and starts cutting her face off and eric walks in is like what you doing and starts stabbing him in the face with this gigantic hypodermic needle that they were going to use to knock me out with just stabs him in the face and then like i think part of like what the needle was like in his eye and he had to take it out and so he knocks her out at first he knocks her out with the the lid to the like the toilet and just keeps swinging and just mashes her brain in <laughs> so david runs in he's like what the fuck is happening and he's like she went crazy and tried to kill me it's like what's wrong with her face i'm like what's wrong with your face at this point mia actually draws david's girlfriend natalie into the cellar and it's like help me no one trusts me help and it's like i trust you and gets in close and then bites natalie on the hand and then slices her own tongue and makes it all demonic and like split 
and then makes out with her. So a bloody mouth Mia is kissing on her. David drags Natalie out. So at this point, Eric is talking to David and it's like, hey man, this book, these demons, they're trying to get five souls so they can have a physical form in our world called the Abomination. And so while this is happening, Natalie is in another room in the kitchen and she looks at her arm and she's like, oh, my arm is infected. Something's wrong with Mia's teeth. It's like rabies. And she cuts her arm off. And I was like, hell yeah. And she uses like a turkey slicer. <laughs> I did. I mean, I know those things are pretty strong and they cut through bone and shit, but that, that fucking turkey slicer was going ham on her arm. So cuts through her arm and then walks up to Eric and David and's like, I'm good. I got rid of the infection and she's fucked up losing a lot of blood so eric tells david that mia has to be purified quotation mark purified by either a live burial so just bury her alive dismemberment that's ash's favorite or burning so at the beginning of the movie we saw that the dad burned the daughter's body and then just blew her head off with a shotgun so natalie gets possessed oh no <laughs> cutting off your arm didn't didn't actually help and she uses a nail gun and she shoots david and eric at least five times in their body and then pulls out a crowbar and is beating the shit out of david like cranking that crowbar over his head and david shoots her other arm off with a shotgun and so natalie switches back to normal usually when the demons like realize you're useless they leave your body they're like nah, you can't do anything else and she bleeds to death because she lost both arms. Makes sense. So David just decides that he he's burning this place down. Mia's body, she's possessed. There's no saving her. I'm going to purify her body with fire. And pours gasoline everywhere. But then Mia starts singing a song from the childhood. Just like every other demon in every other version of this movie. Just like in a second one. When I think her name was Sarah. Or actually, Sarah might be her real name. But the girl that helped Ash, and then the mom that was in the basement was singing, like, what? Uh, Hush, little baby. And she's like, that's my mom. Like, that's not your fucking mom. <laughs> oh, man. So, he decides that he's going to bury her alive. And he's going to do it his way. And so we get the cool zoom-ins on something getting built. And David, just like in the first movie, there's always one person that got their head on right and they're like I can take care of this I can do this so he digs a grave and he sets up a car battery with hypo with needles attached to it and he's going to bury me alive suffocate her with a bag on her head <laughs> and then take her out of the grave after a little bit of time and then use the battery to jumpstart her heart uh, very ridiculous plan honestly but you know, this is a world where you can just put a chainsaw on your hand and just fight. So, what do I know? <laughs> so, he heads into the cellar to find Mia, uh, Demon Mia. And she scoots off into the back room. And this cellar is gigantic. It's way bigger than the house. And she starts kicking his ass because she's flying in this, like, watery room. And she starts drowning his ass. But then Eric comes in. Oh, douchebag Eric. Good for him. And knocks her out. But Mia uses a box cutter and stabs him like straight up in his chest with it. And so Eric's like, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go lay down now, David. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being a dickhead. I'm like, Ugh, don't you do a face turn now, you asshole. So he takes Mia's body outside, puts a bag on her head, and starts burying her. The demon wakes up and is like, don't bury me, David. Don't don't bury me. I love you. Why are you doing to this doing this to me? And David's like, get out, my sister. And then instantly stops crying. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to fucking kill you. And I'm going to kill everybody. And I'm going to eat your soul. And our mom's soul is in hell right now, getting raped by demons. And he's like, cool. And just dumps the dirt on her face and buries her alive. So after a little bit of time, takes her body out. She's dead. Uses the homemade defibrillator to try to bring her back. After like, I want to say three or four shocks, the battery dies. And then he's like, fuck, she didn't come back. Well, at least she's her again. Her body, the scars are gone. She seems normal again. And so David starts walking away. He's gonna leave. And then Mia stands up. And Mia's like, oh my god, I had a horrible, horrible two nights. And he's like, oh my god, you're back. They hug. So David's like, we're getting the fuck out of here. Let me get these keys from inside. Before he leaves, he sees a picture of Mia and him and all the friends that died that night. He grabs a picture, and then behind him, oh no, it's Eric. And he has a pair of pliers and stabs David in the neck with the pliers. David starts limping out of the house, and Mia's like, oh my god. And David's like, we'll get out of here, just go. The second Mia leaves, he locks the door. And David starts attacking him, and then he shoots the the can of gasoline, and the house explodes. So David sacrificed himself. Unfortunately, that's what the book needed. It needed five souls, and it got the five souls. So it's raining outside, but then the rain turns into blood, and then a hole appears in the ground, and a hand comes out, and this long, I don't know, like an eight-foot pale, skinny monster thing comes out of the ground, (laughs) and Mia's like, what the fuck? So now Mia, she's the she's the hero of this movie. She's the one that's going to finish the story. I thought that was really cool. Because usually the person that gets possessed at the beginning, they, they just die. And she did die, technically. She pulled a matrix and got better. So Mia runs to the work shed, finds a chainsaw. And I remember when I saw this, I was like, yeah, she got the chainsaw. Fills it up with gasoline. And she actually is able to cut off the abomination, the legs of it. And so, as she is under a jeep, that's where she cuts the legs off, she rolls away, and the abomination lifts the jeep up and flips it. She seems to clear it, except for her left arm. It is under the jeep, crushed at this point. And Mia, she's like, I'm trapped, I'm trapped, the monster's coming. She rips her arm from under the jeep, loses her left hand in the process, Man, she's just like Ash. <laughs> she lost her other arm because Ash lost his... No, he left. He lost his left hand. He still has his right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just like Ash. Grabs the chainsaw, goes up to the abomination, and is like, eat this motherfucker, and jams the chainsaw into the demon's mouth and splits it down the middle. And then, the abomination sinks back into the ground and the rain stops. And... Mia leaves and then 
The Book of Dead is still there. She didn't she didn't know about the book. She was possessed the whole time. And then the book slams on its own. In the post credit scene, we see an old Ash pop up out of the dark. You see his profile and he says groovy and he looks at the camera. The theater, they freaked the fuck out when Ash popped up. They were like, oh my god, it's the same world. So, like I said, there was another ending. So Fetty Alvarez, he said that everything was going to go the same way. And then daytime was going to hit and Mia was going to leave. But the demon was still around. It was going to go into her body and she was going to explode. And then everybody was like, dude, she went through so much and she still dies. And he's like, yeah. They're like, bro, no, you got to let her live. And he's like, okay. (laughs) He was down to kill her. And it would have been the ending of the original one. Ash leaves. He's like, oh, daytime. I made it. And then the demon runs through the house real quick. And then it ends like that. So that was going to be your original ending. So, Katie, who was your favorite character in Evil Dead? Uh, I really liked David, the brother. Um, I think throughout the whole movie, he had his head on right, and his whole concern was helping his sister, both with her addiction and once she was possessed, like getting the demon out of her. And you could really see his love for his sister throughout the film, I think, he did an exceptional job at conveying emotion that you don't usually get to see in a horror movie. Absolutely. Uh, in that regard. Like, usually the the love aspect or even the familial feelings between people in horror movies are, like, barely scraping the surface. Uh, but I really think the acting in this film, between at least between uh, Jane Levy and uh, Shiloh Fernandez, who played the brother, David was excellent like they did a really good job at conveying that they were brother and sister and that they truly cared about one another as all this wild shit was happening i went with mia and david and honestly third act mia yeah she was she was the fucking best but honestly jane levy she was in i want to say 90 percent of the scenes in this movie and when even when she was locked in the cellar just like in the original movies where it was either the mom or the sister. Somebody was in that cellar. They had it cracked open and they're watching people get attacked. And they're just laughing. Or saying stuff from the basement. Like, you're all going to die. You know that, right? It, it's just like in all the other movies. So she plays like the villain in this movie. And then they flip the script. And then she's the hero in the end. I thought it was great. David, that was my boy. But David kept it. He held it down for like 90% of this movie. And I thought that was really cool. Just like in the original. Ash wasn't the hero until the end. The other guy was actually the one doing all the work. And then Ash was by himself. And then he had to burn the pages of the book. So I thought that was pretty awesome too. But yeah, me and David, one-two punch. They did great. So Katie, who was your least favorite char- character? And tell me why it's Eric. It was for sure, Eric. Uh, No, I mean, right out of the gate. If you find a book and there is shit crossed out of it, (laughs) especially if this book looks like it's made out of human skin, maybe don't fucking read it. Don't try to read it. Don't try to uncover the things that were covered up before that were, like, blacked out. Like, (sighs) dude, go fuck yourself. And then after he unleashed the demon on the fucking cabin and ruined 
everybody's life. Uh, he just continued to get worse. Like, everything that he was doing was just, like, not helpful and garbage. He sucked. Yeah. Uh, Katie beat me to it, but, uh, hey. You I f- led me there. Yeah. You were like, hey. <laughs> you know, hey, I found this book. It was in a bag covered in barbed wire. I'm going to read it. But why? Yeah, exactly. Hey, this page says don't read from this book. I'm going to read from it. But why? And like I said before, the demons, they were leading him to do it. Just like in the movie Cabin in the Woods. When they went to the basement, there was all that weird shit down there. They were being led there. They were being... They were forced to do something down there, you know? Fucking young Thor was about to blow into the conch and make the merman pop up. And, you know... uh, uh, What's his name from Grey's Anatomy? Avery. Avery was down there messing with the ballerina thing. Everybody was about to touch something and cause a monster to pop out. Because... That's what has to happen. And so I get his job in this movie. But if me and Katie, first of all, we ain't going to be in a situation like that. But if me and Katie were in some cabin, we were doing some anniversary, and we find just rotting corpses of animals in the basement, I'm out. I'm good. And then even if we stayed to clean it up, because I'm like, I'm not letting this ruin my Michigan trip. Damn it. You know what I mean? And I find a book down there. I'm like... First off, we ain't staying in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. We watch way too many horror movies to be cool with any of that shit. Like, Cabin in the Woods, Last House on the Left, fucking Evil Dead, all seven of them. Every movie that takes place in the fucking woods ends horribly. Yeah. No happy movie takes place in the fucking woods. There is one out there. Oh, I'm I just sure, can't, I just I'm can't sure think of it. I'm sure there is, like, yeah. a children's movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, Mary-Kate and Ashley to Grandmother's House We Go Shrek. Was, was happy. That was a swamp. They were in a swamp, and... He was kind of scary at first. Also, he's an ogre, yeah. so, like... <laughs> he yeah, sure was trying to get people sure out of the swamp. I'm sure it wouldn't have mattered had zombies come after him, because he would have ripped them to shreds with his ogre strength. Shrek in the Evil Dead world would be awesome. He'd be fucking those things up. Yeah, an animated Evil Dead with Shrek as the like as the Ash character would be dope. Yeah, that would actually be really cool. But Get Donkey it. can't die. Like Donkey has to live. The oh, two of them have yeah. to live. So does Fiona. You can't kill any of them. <laughs> no, you just make them demonic and then he saves them and then they come back. Okay. That's how you that's how you switch it. Ooh, and, but are they fighting against Donkey's wife? The dragon? I don't know. I, I Or are they I, fighting I, against like Lord Farquaad? I assume and he he'd come back as, as a deadite. Just like in the third Lord one. Lord Farquaad? Yeah. Oh, like for in, sure. Yeah, in the third one when Ash's like evil clone came back. Yeah. He's trying to ruin things. But, but would the dragon be a deadite? I, I assume she wouldn't be there. Could that be a little easy? Yeah, I guess. Or she comes in at the end and helps him out. Well, she's got she's important to the whole story. They, yeah. <laughs> like, she's the one who was holding Fiona captive. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Shrek. Yeah. Sorry. We're bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about that? This, uh, this girl had a dream she was dating Shrek, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm bisexual. And then she like wakes up and she said, I started crying. I was like, I what bet. kind of a dream was that? That's a horrible dream. That's awful. <laughs> uh, but no, er- Eric's a piece of shit, man. But like I said, I say it all the time. These movies wouldn't happen if someone wasn't a piece of shit. So that was his job. That was his cross to bear. I got to read from this stupid book. And get shot with like 17 nails in my face and get hit in the head with a crowbar. 
you know, across that bear. <laughs> yeah. The crown is heavy, man. Someone's got to do it. So let's do seven word synopsis. So I have a couple of them because it made me happy. My first one is demon, pos mm. demon possession cures you of drug addiction. Question mark? Yeah, I should put a question mark on it. Uh, if anything, she is more addicted to drugs. Yeah, now. you're right. But maybe the demon's like, ugh, get this heroin out of here. I need a, I need a good body for all my evil stuff. <laughs> I mean, her her tongue got cut in half, but then it was normal when she came back. So maybe it just healed everything on its way out. My next one, I need Mia and Ash to meet because Mia lost a hand already. So Ash can build her some type of either robotic hand or give her a chainsaw. And Mia would be the way smarter one. Ash would be just like... They would probably pull a Logan where he's like grumpy and she's grumpy too. But she would probably lighten up some. And he's like, nah kid, I can take care of all of this. And then Mia had to come in and save his old dumb ass. So I need that. My last one is chainsaws are the best thing for deadites. Or demons. Just, and that's what they say in these stories. They're like, hey, if you can take the head off... It's gravy train. So I'm like, oh, I can take a head off. Shit. Katie. Uh, I only had one, and it's, I wish it ended 20 minutes sooner. Oh, when when um, David was trying to. There yeah. is a moment in this film, if when you watch it, where you will be like, damn, that should have been the ending. And then it keeps going, and, like, there's this moment about 20 minutes from the end where David and Mia are about to escape with their lives and they're gonna like everything's gonna be happy and then douchebag Eric comes out of nowhere and stabs fucking David and then he dies and then Mia goes through all sorts of shit and gets her arm ripped off and all these fucking things like it's just <laughs> like they were almost there they were almost home free where they would have flipped the script a bit on <clears throat> like the horror movie trope where only one person makes it alive and like you know the hero never gets a happy ending in a horror film they would have changed the game basically had the the brother and sister got out and that's really really what i was hoping would have happened in this film and then it didn't and the brother died and shit went south hella bad even more than it had already gone um and i was just sad about it yeah I really wish this movie would have stopped 30 minutes sooner or 20 minutes sooner and they got would have gotten to escape the cabin together. That would have been really cool. And then later, it'd be both of them meeting up, up with Ash or yeah, whatever the fuck in the next movie. Yeah, yeah that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, Instead it's, of a, just... it's a shame that David is not going to be in the next one. Yeah. Presumably. I mean, I'd be a ghost or something. Yeah, or as a deadite, if, assuming they go back to the same fucking cabin, which yeah. why would they, but... <laughs> I mean, hell, Ash went back. <laughs> but he didn't remember. It's funny. They always say, like, why would Ash go back to the cabin? That's why they retconned it, that he went with his girlfriend and didn't go another time, so... Minority kill count. Olivia, mm. the nurse, the black nurse. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. I mean, technically the actor who plays David... Seems to be yeah, he's pretty brown, Hispanic. Um, but he's portrayed as white in this movie, yeah. so we'll just go with Olivia. Yeah, I'm fine with Olivia. So the new number is 
231 and a Tito Turtle. And a nail gun. What total movie are we on? This is episode five. No, I know, but like of all the movies we've done, are we what, are we nearing the same? Two sixty six, two thirty six, two thirty one. So we're even. Yeah. Yeah, two thirty one, two thirty one. Hell yeah. Nice. That means yesterday we were or yeah, yesterday we were also yeah two thirty two thirty. Nice. We caught back up. There was a big deficit there for a minute where we yeah. were like 10 or 12 off just because we watched a bunch of movies with a bunch of white folks. Well, that and foreign horror. Usually it's oh, like... Oh, yeah, and everyone was like yeah, the it same. Was movies with minorities being the majority. So it's like, oh, can't really... I <laughs> can't really count that anymore. So yeah, this film released April 5th, 2013. Uh, what do you think the box office, uh, the budget was, Katie? I said uh, probably more than is actually accurate. I said $10 dues. Not bad, not bad. $17 dues. Wow, I actually expected that number to be lower than what I guessed. Oh, man. Uh, Only because I've been way over shooting my horror movies lately, like my budgets. And, you know, in this movie, the only person that I recognized from anything else is... uh, Jane Levy. Jane Levy. So, and, you know, the two-second cameo that Ash had. But, I don't know. I wasn't expecting that kind of budget. That's a big budget yeah. for this movie. Like, there was a lot of gore and stuff, but other movies also have the same amount of gore, but their budget's, like, not even half that. So, what uh, Alvarez said about the movie, they didn't use any CG yeah. And it was all practical, which makes it longer. It was They filmed for 70 days. Oh, wow. That's like double yeah. a normal horror film. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, they said it was a very, that like, makes very sense. long shoot. Yeah, so. okay. Yeah, because if they had filmed a regular shoot, regular horror movie shoot, it would have been half that. So, nine million-ish. Yep. Which would have been close to my ten. Okay. Yeah. So, what do you think the box office was? Um, where's the movie? I said $28 dues. That's cute. $97.5 dues. Wow. Yeah. I When I saw the trailer, I was like, we're getting another Evil Dead. Thank you, God. And I, I was pumped. And everybody else was pumped, too. It, it, it's, a, it's a franchise just waiting. Waiting for a big movie to come out. This could easily do triple digits millions easy this one was almost 200 million if they play it right and set it up this it could easily do it a video game just came out evil dead the game where it brings in all the heroes and all the villains from all of the versions of evil dead and they fight and just recently you can play as mia and david in the game and david david's got a nail gun and mia has I think she has a either crowbar or a machete. They can't give her a chainsaw. But and then on the bad guy side, you can play as evil Mia. And, oh. and so she's got powers Fun. and stuff. So people are understanding that this movie's good and so they, they brought them in. So it was cool to see David with a nail gun and he's fighting and stuff. I'm like, that looks fucking awesome. So like I said, I need more from it. So please continue. So, Katie, do you have anything else to say about Evil Dead? No. 
Uh, this one's good. It's a cool updated story. Like I said at the beginning, I really, really liked the like drug addict aspect that they added to this film. Rather than it just being like, horny teens go to a cabin to fuck. Uh, I really liked that change in the story and it added a lot to the interpersonal relationships between everybody. Um, I really liked that aspect of this film. There was no like sex in this movie. Nope. They, they didn't have time for it. They just were like, shit's real. And let's get to it. Yeah, it didn't even occur to me because usually in a horror movie or sci-fi movie, you gotta see at least one pair of boobs. That's just how it works. Probably somebody's gonna try to have sex or have sex and then get murdered. It just is protocol in a PG-13 or rated R movie. Just protocol. This one didn't have any of that. There were some dirty words from a demon. Said a lot of things, but I mean, it's a demon. (laughs) I'm a fucking demon. But... (laughs) But no, I, it didn't even hit me. Yeah, there was no time for like, let's have some sex in this pond over here. Oh no, a demon. And no, they were just like, holy shit, I want to leave. <laughs> I saw a bloody version of myself outside. I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, yeah, it's a fun one. This is one of those ones, you could watch it by yourself. It'd probably be pretty creepy if you checked it out by yourself. Uh, pretty gory and stuff. In a group... Yeah, you'll probably get some laughs of just how crazy it is, and it's got some jumps. It's not super scary, it's more of the gory side of fear. And it's just like, wow, that chick was carving her face up with, like, a piece of a broken mirror. Holy shit, they got a nail gun. They're just getting nails shot into their face. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. So it's that kind of scary. It's just, it's things you don't really want to see, so... But that seems to be the new way of scaring people. I mean, there's movies that pop out, and it's like, hey, look at that. And you're like, ah. <laughs> but usually it's like, I'm cutting my leg off. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and you just, gra- you know, kind of grumble. So, with that, that is the end of this episode. So, if you have any other cool fun facts about Evil Dead, or if you're excited for Evil Dead Rise, I know I am. I love this world. You can tweet us at. Alan Cumberland. You can email it is. Alan Cumberland. Wait, I don't think the music you're listening to, yeah, uh, the fancy song you're listening to right now, that is Flippin' the Combined Aspect, Flippin' the CE, and where you can find them, Studio Pizzas. Thank you so much for the artwork. So, this is episode five. We're close to, to the first week of this. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm, we're pacing ourselves real good. Bella's chilling. She's on the table. You know, we'll see how she feels a couple episodes from now. She's probably yelling into the mic. But I'm, I'm excited. We are that much closer to the end of the Halloween trilogy we are biting our time I think we have eight days from now is that on the 13th so uh, we are pumped about that movie and then Barbarians came out so Kane and I need to check that movie out see if it's worthy of a spot well, we might just do it next year but I keep hearing good things about Barbarians so I'm, uh, I'm a little pumped about that so Keep with us, man. We have 26 more movies to review. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, Katie, I found this creepy-ass book. You want to read from it? Absolutely not. Burn it. But what if I type it in? Nope, burn it. Oh, my God, Bella read from it.
Bella can't read. I taught her to read. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's dyslexic. 